Welcome to the Watch OK Please podcast, a podcast where three friends try to convince each other to devote what little time they have left to watch more TV and or movies than they've ever wanted to watch. Please join us while we argue about our media cues and waste everyone's valuable time on things that just don't matter. Hey folks, it's Nyan, and thank you for joining us on another episode of the Watch OK Please podcast. On this week's episode, Scott and I give our feedback on the anime series, My Hero Academia, which is currently available on Hulu and Crunchyroll. As a heads up, there is noise at the tail end of the feedback, and that's just one of Dan's cats having a moment. The cat ended up being fine. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, we've got our usual spoilers, maybe for the first three episodes of My Hero Academia, et cetera, et cetera. You get it. So, and then for this week's pitch... Scott puts on his detective hat to pitch the show Carmen San Diego, which it can be found on Netflix. This is the animated uh, version that came out recently, as opposed to the older animated uh, show that came out in the 90s. We, we get into it further in the pitch, but just to clarify. Just also, there are audio issues with this particular pitch, but I think we've actually addressed them and they should not show up in the next episode. So apologies again. As always, if you're hating or enjoying any of this podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Or you can always hit us up on our Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook pages, as we do keep track of the, any feedback that comes through there. You can even leave us a voicemail on our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash watchokplease. Please do. We'd love to hear about all the things you hate or love about this podcast. Finally, you can always get on your social media platform of choice and just rant about us incessantly. We love that. All right, gumshoes, get ready for our biggest case yet. All right, we are back to talk about My Hero Academia, or Boku no Hero Academia, uh, as they, they say overseas and whatnot. So once again, this series uh, can be found on Hulu as well as Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll and a number of other streaming services as well. But uh, you know, but I uh, wanted to come back and see uh, what Nine and Scott think about this this series. Well, all right, all right, all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this, <laughs> this was uh, this was kind of a fun um, reintroduction to anime for me because it's been a while. So I, I I enjoyed it. I think I got a little thrown by the how intense the themes are, the the actual music, because uh, I. I just haven't touched it in a while. I forgot how things like the, what the Otaku new video theme, mm-hmm. um, one that just, that it's a, a total banger. And then shoot, Evangelion just ran, that theme randomly pops into my head every once in a while, but that sort of intense guitar riffs, uh, the riff theme that kind of just, you know, it starts off and the lyrics felt a little weird, but yeah, I appreciate it. And if I, am I correct in understanding that this, uh, show that is made for children has a theme that's performed by a band called porno graffiti. Correct. The, the, day, <laughs> I the, 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 the day is, you know, the day is uh, the song, the opening scene theme of the day for the first year for the first season is by porno graffiti. Yes, that's correct. Okay, great. <laughs> we're, we're off to a good start. Uh, see, <laughs> so, so, so yeah, I mean, that, I, let's just start with that. Scott, what did you think of the, of the opening music? <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. Um, I I watched a, two episodes with dubbing, and then the third episode I watched with subtitles. Ooh, cool! Uh, just so I can, uh, as I mentioned in the, the when Dan pitched the show, I wanted to try to get both uh, styles and kind of see what that can was we, about. Can we and, can we officially dub that dark style? <laughs> yes, it, it, I think we should dub it dark style. Yeah. Uh, which is how I watched the show Dark as well. Um, so yeah, the music was loud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well said. Yeah. But you could turn it down, Scott. Like the, 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 there's a volume thing on your your television that you can you bring it down. Oh, is that what that does? It's not. Yeah, so it's not as loud. Um, uh, well, that's it, always it, an option. I always I always remember like my 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 my, my uh, mom calling uh, certain very like you know more hardcore hip hop music as bangy bangy music. <laughs> nice. I, I can definitely see the um, the similarities. 
I guess I just wasn't expecting it to be. Uh, I didn't, you know, my the volume was about the same as it is for the other things I watch, and it just seemed to be a lot louder. And they also scream quite a bit in the show. They do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 this this show is definitely. I mean, it is about um, passion amongst other things. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely forgot how how intense all the energy is around um, a lot of it, uh, like a lot of the shonen anime. Uh, I, I just have a note here that says it's the intense energy from this keeping nerds alive. Like, I just don't like it's it's just all the yelling all at once, just kind of collectively keeping the heartbeats of nerds across the across the globe, to, uh, like beating. I don't I don't know. I'm just it could be. I, I, I would believe that for sure. Yeah, I mean, again, again, and, and a lot of people, like you know, when you, you think you think of it this way, we we you know we talk a lot about you know different kinds of um, uh, subsections of, uh, of fandom and whatnot, and there, but there are some people out there that literally go to these parts of fandom for an escape. So you know, to to see people that are you know super passionate about what they're doing in a in a program, then it kind of makes you wonder, well. What am I really passionate about? You know, and what should I be putting my passion, my passion or my drive into? So again, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're if you want to go into animation, which you know is not exactly the most lucrative area. Um, but you know, there there are plenty of people that say, you know, I'm passionate about cooking or I'm passionate about whatever. You know, and so it's it's kind of neat to see when people can, you know, catch on to that passion in such a way from a show and then kind of reapply it to their own kind of uh, micro microcosm of of reality, if you will. But who knows? Well, I I will say I very much enjoyed the Nick Offerman voice cameo in the dub version. <laughs> yeah, he's in that. Because <laughs> I, I listened to well, I listened to dubs and I did I alternated. I did the first one uh, with uh, the dubbing, then then the uh, second episode with uh, with subs, and then the third one with with dubbing. But he's I didn't realize he had done one of the voices. I mean, I don't know if it was actually him, but it really sounds a lot like him. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely have to double check that for you. Um, he put the 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 character who I think sounds like him was the psychologist who he sees in the first and second episodes, who like tells him he'll never have a quirk. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't get the Nick Offerman um, tone of voice, but okay, probably worth checking. Um, I guess I, what I've noticed is when they do dubs for like Miyazaki films, they get some serious high hardcore talent, but then. It's sort of the the regular roster of uh, of folks who do a lot of the dubbing for for anime generally who seem to do the series. Is that is that, is that a fair assessment, Dan, or am I just making pulling stuff out of my butt? Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's, that's kind of in in the in the realm there. Yeah. And I have to say, since this was my first time watching like an anime series, uh, the, it took me a while to just get used to the animation style. Just, I think I'm just so used to the American style of animation. Uh, that just kind of the quick cuts and kind of the extreme close-ups was uh, something that I think I was though actually like by the end of the third episode I think I was starting to get used to it but that threw me I would say threw threw me off but just like had to adjust to that for sure yeah 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 I mean yeah I, 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 again you know I think that no matter you know what you're um, what you're into in this regard I think that there's a lot. Uh, to adjust, especially if you're not a regular viewer, because again, there are plenty of uh, what they call you know the, the proverbial anime trope discussion. It was like, oh, this is another anime trope, but you know, and it, and it, it does happen from time to time, I do. But it's just it's, but I think that you know, for people that are not kind of you know jaded by that whole kind of concept, they might seem they might find some of it refreshing in a storytelling perspective. But it's you know, hit or miss depending on the person, I think. It, it it definitely grew on me because I actually had that similar experience as well that Scott did in terms of kind of being jarred by um, a lot of the animation style again because it's just uh, had, having not been used to it for a while. But but by the time I got to episode three, I, it was definitely growing on me, one hundred percent. And one thing I, I kind of wanted to ask Dan was that um, in terms of the themes. Uh, explored within my hero academia I, I thought it's cool to see someone who's so earnest uh, the main character being so um interested in like resilience and and really wanting to pursue this goal and i i, I remembered watching something called golden boy <laughs> yes <laughs> which 
Uh, Scott, just a quick refresher. Uh, well, a quick uh, summary of Golden Boy. It's a he's a if I, and Dan, please. It's been years, so I may get all of this it's wrong. Been a, it's been a while since I've seen it too, but yeah, I'll, I'll do my best to remember. It was a short series. I remember watching it with with Dan in college, uh, or maybe a little afterwards. It was and it's it was, yeah, it was six episodes or so. It's pretty short. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's about this guy who just who's trying to study. Um, and learn and be the best at everything or be the best at whatever he's doing. And then just gets in these really weird situations with women who wear very little clothes. But, and so it, my comment is less about the, the scantily clad women and more about the idea of that sort of single mindedness towards a goal and that um, being a very, a very specific value that seems to, to carry through to certain, at least some anime. Yeah, maybe it's no, the definitely. shonen stuff. Um, yeah, the, sh- the sh- again, yeah, definitely a hundred percent. The shonen, the shonen is definitely a hundred percent on the money there. Um, I mean, and for those of you who are, who are not familiar with this, we didn't really talk about this at so much in the in the pitch, basically. But you know, there's anime for pretty much every demographic of, of people out there. But the most common ones that people know about are shonen, or you know, boys boys anime, and then sh- shoujo, which is girls anime. Um, so your quintessential like shoujo anime, obviously, ten, you know, they're and it's a little stereotypical, but they deal a lot with romance, a lot, you know, with you know, I- interpersonal relationships and whatnot, mostly. And then, and then they, and it obviously delves into kind of the super, um, you know, schoolgirl kind of kind of mentality. So your Sailor Moons, uh, your Revolutionary Girl Lieutenants of the World, and whatnot, where the shonens are kind of your 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 Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, etc. So it's a uh, and then, you, but then you got like you know Seinen and you know and, and Jose and, and all these other ones. Jose, and then you, of course you got like the, the more fringe stuff like uh, Yaoi, Yaoi and Yuri and whatnot. And there's other stuff beyond that as well. But I mean, yeah, it's it's very. But I think it, there is a kind of a, I think animation styles go hand in hand to a degree with that. Um, I think fluidity as well, and you know, I, I think you know, and there's definitely more extreme facial features depending upon who the character designer are, the designers are as well, because you can go from say. A vampire hunter D level of character design, and then you go to this, which is a very stark difference, I think. Oh yeah, character design wise between vampire hunter D and, and this, oh one hundred percent. Though that there was a weird creepiness with that um, slime creature. Um, yeah. I got real uncomfortable episode one right away when yeah. he's trying to enter the per- <laughs> um, someone in a dark tunnel. I, that just made you feel real weird, but it got better after that when All Might showed up, which I feel like we've we've spent a bunch of time talking about the show and somehow have not talking about Matthew McConaughey and his <laughs> his role in all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, we have to call him Juiced Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, that that now I definitely see it. <laughs> so, I mean, he goes from juiced Matthew McConaughey to straight up Del- um, Dallas Buyers Club Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, like, well said. He does he does the the whole gamut. Um, it's it's nuts. I mean, I I wasn't immediate initially. I wasn't sure if this was actually uh, intentional, but then he started. Then he said Texas Smash, and I was like, oh, this is on purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I, yeah, that's true. I didn't even think of that, but yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, also, Dan, I assume that like the the fact that the town was named like Tatooine was done very much on purpose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lo- there are there are a lot of little Easter eggs for sure that kind of get thrown into the mix here, um, for sure. And, and I think that yeah, because the you know part of the, you know the the people who you know who wrote the, who wrote the the manga and then um, uh, Kohei uh, Horikoshi as well as the 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 people who kind of were t- taking the helm here. Um, Yosuke Kuroda and, uh, and a, a bunch of the directors there, they definitely, you know, ha- they're all like nerds in their own right. So they, they definitely brought in aspects of, of, of you know, their, um, you know, other things. But, you know, because the, the person, like I said, the person, uh, Horikoshi, he's a huge fan of American film comics. Um, he loves uh, Star Wars and X-Men and, uh, and he also, um, you know, huge fan of Sam Raimi, actually, uh, as, as director, apparently. Um, but he also, you know, has a lot of, you know, inspiration within the anime, uh, with anime as well. And again, a lot of the same titles you mentioned before, you know, Naruto and Dragon Ball. And then also, you know, outside of anime, a little bit more, well, well touching on anime, but more like kind of a, a, 
uh, you know, Sentai or live action, like with Ultraman and Kamen Rider, uh, which a lot, a lot of people take, take a lot of influence from those kind of macro level franchises in Japan. Like Ultraman here is like a drop in a tiny drop in the bucket, but over there, Ultraman and Kamen Rider are huge. They're like, you know, you know, legendary within the, the industry, I think. Oh yeah, I keep waiting for Ultraman to kind of break out over here. I've just always heard like there, just, there was a Netflix series actually. I don't know if you get, I don't know if you saw that come up in your at any point or not. I, I did notice it came through, but then it just dropped right off my radar. Yeah, we we can talk about that another time. But yeah, that was it was an interesting series. Dan, I wanted to ask you about a couple of the times where they did a close up on the main character, and it looked like he didn't have like eyeballs. Like it was just the outline of his eyes with nothing in the middle. Is that something that shows up a lot in anime? Yeah. Yeah. So depending upon, you know, how, um, again, a lot of it has to do with, they take a lot of extremes, especially when it comes to different, you know, uh, demographics, you know, where people are from, what they do for a living. So they, they do, they do take some very big extremes. Um, with that, and a, a lot of it is, is that you know, um, that's part of it. I, I, I don't, I don't, I never saw or you know, saw an interview where they talked about that animation choice so much, basically. But you know, I, I, a lot of times it's like he, you know, All Might, for example, is such a kind of a, you know, uh, he's just so much of a symbol and almost borderline a caricature in some ways of you know of heroism in some ways. So they kind of almost drew him in a different way or different than normal people. And so, because he's always like smiling. Right. And so he's, you know, you know, when, you know, when people sometimes smile so hard, they, you know, like the whole face kind of gets moved a little bit like that. I think that might also be a little bit of that too. So, I mean, I mean, that's, that's the way that I interpreted it. Um, but, you know, depending upon, again, depending upon what type of, you know, what, what type of, you know, uh, representation that character is coming from, I think they kind of do things a little bit differently, but I, again, it's interesting because you, you, they show, like you know, they they portray people with you know of Japanese ancestry sometimes, and they don't necessarily look like quote unquote Japanese people in real life. They kind of look more westernized, and again, that just happens. It, 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 it's that, I feel like a couple people talk about this on a scholar scholar scholarly perspective um, and whatnot as to why that is. But again, a, a lot of it has to do where what people allegedly would say that they want. Um, certain anime to appeal to a wide audience. So not everyone who's watching anime is solely Japanese. There's some of them are European or South American or, or American. So I think there's a little bit of, of you know, wanting to, you know, um, you know, kind of make it more universal, I think. Huh, but that's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's again, and there's been whole, like, I'm pretty certain there's been whole papers written on that. And I know there's a whole, anime scholar community that exists out there and it's, you know and you know even uh the philosophical uh and, and uh, metaphysical analysis of, of series like evangelion we spoke about before i mean all this stuff exists out there i mean there and there's and, and there's even um I mentioned kill a kill in the pitch actually uh and kill a kill there's been a whole subsection and and comparison to how each of the characters in the series actually represent key Japanese uh, uh, literary and liturgical figures. And that's a whole other and, – and, and folklore across the board, which is amazingly fascinating. And I have zero expertise in this area, but I'm, I'm sure that someone who has an inkling of how that works, basically, they could just, you know, again, talk about that for hours probably. So it's pretty crazy. Speaking of Kill a Kill, um, I actually – I watched all three episodes of, of My Hair Academia, and I was like, Dan kept talking about Kill a Kill – let me go take a look at it because I've got it. It's it's on HBO Max, and I started watching it. That was really intense, and then yes. I, like I just trying to understand what's going on. That just throwing you right into it. I got about twenty minutes in, and I did want to keep going, but man, that was all all that over just like half a pair of scissors. It's just mm-hmm. like yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I might actually follow up on that one. I do. I, I am thinking about uh, following up on the uh, my hair academia as well. Uh, I because I'm got, I'm mildly fascinated by the fact that there is a it, it exists in a world where your podiatrist has so much control over your life. Like, what is <laughs> it, does it get to the point where podiatrists lie to people about their feet so they don't know, like, and tell people they do have quirks so they don't? 
Because that yeah. kind of podiatrical, that's not a word, fraud. Um, but that could come into play. And as someone who has incredibly flat feet, I felt very seen. Oh, yeah. And I'm wondering if I have a quirk. Well, I, I, again, and, and that's what I kind of love about, you know, the, the, this universe here is that it kind of takes the idea of superheroes and kind of puts it on its head a little bit. Like there still is a, a, a clear, you know, uh, line between people who can actually be superheroes and people who just have quirks, basically, right? And I love that they call it quirks, and, and it, it's not really, you know, because everyone likes to say, "Oh, it's you got powers, you got superpowers, or you know, or you know, or, or you're you're a mutant, so to speak." And here it's like, well, you know, not everyone presents something that's a classical, you know, I don't have, not everyone has super speed or super strength or invisibility or whatever the case is, and so it's very interesting to see how, like, you know, well, yeah, not not everyone might fall in that same bucket of powers, if you will. So it's very interesting, yeah. Nine, you should take the UA entrance exam, and then you know we'll find out if you have powers. <laughs> oh, that's true. I I could have sworn they were talking about UT for a second, and I was like, "Well, th- we're going full McConaughey." Because yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm a Longhorns fan, so I'm I'm like I'm up there. I'm definitely going to UA, UT, Hook'em Horns. I'm here. I'm here for it. <laughs> but then I got confused when he said Detroit Smash, and I was yes. like, "Oh, is this Eight Mile? Um, <laughs> will Will I lose myself in this?" <laughs> I think it's yeah, possible. well, and 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 again, again, it, it, but remember, if you overexert too much, you might lose mom's spaghetti. That is true. That is true. <laughs> and I really do want to get into a school that has its own DJ. <laughs> yes, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Why does this school have its own DJ? I need yeah. to keep watching and find out. Yeah. Well, and and, that, and that's the thing. I mean, this this series, like you know, you know, in I think there's a lot of series out there that have a, a great many characters. And some do it well, and some do it not so well. So basically, they have some of so many characters that they kind of drop, and they don't do as much character development across the board. Maybe with, say for maybe the one or two of the main characters or whatnot. And what I love about this series is is that you know they 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 keep a centralized plot point throughout. They have a couple kind of subplots going on, but even while they're doing this, they have different moments where they're basically able to focus in on other. Um, you know, related side characters, or, or you know, whatever the case is, across the board, and 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 um, you know, and and, and just a, a small little spoiler, which is not that much of a spoiler. You know, they even have um, episodes later in the manga, also in the manga, in the manga first, but it was also done in the anime where they focus in uh, and do a lot of character development on villains. So it's like, so it's very interesting to see, you know, over time, you know, what that brings to the table because having an ensemble series in my opinion that is able to kind of bring this depth but then you know keep the flow moving is, is really important now that some people might say that you know there's like little dips or what they call you know, filler episodes here and there and then that happens with a lot of different series out there but i think you, you kind of have to be able to think okay well is this going to add something to the long game or the long story over over time or is it really just an episode for the sake of having an episode? So, and that's really what, what it comes down to. That's a whole. But I think that, again, I, I I really love the ensemble feel of this for me, more so than some other series that I've I've watched. I was definitely digging it. Like I think I might might continue with it. Just maybe not as religiously. Like I need to run out and, and check it out and, and binge it all immediately. But it was interesting enough to keep up with. I might keep, I keep with the dubs and. I think one of the things that may keep me going on this to to close that to bring it to the end of the episode of the of an episode of the show is that I like the end theme a lot. <laughs> I know it was thrown off by the by heroes, the opening theme by Heroes by Brian the Sun. Yeah, what, I thought it was Japanese Sum Forty One, like uh, Japanese or um, Sum uh, San Ichi. Yeah, it felt like a pop punk, and I, I was digging it. Yeah, I know. I, I definitely dig the Jap. I definitely dig a lot of the music in, in this series. And there's a lot of people out there that really dig it too. And there's a, a number of you know um, fan singers that do covers out there that are that are especially amazing as well. So if you if you go down that rabbit hole and you want to watch like you know fans trying to you know sing the theme song, you you, you might be you might be very pleasantly surprised by the talent out there. I was just gonna say, like that. That's awesome. I, I'm, I'm kind of up for checking it out because it was just, it was definitely a banger in my mind. And um, I, I think the probably the thing that tied it, to, pulled it all together for me, kept me interested in the series, 
by episode three was the fact that everything finally turned into a video game. My entire life, <laughs> I, growing up, all I wanted was every every single TV show, commercial, movie I ever watched to be a video game as well that I could play. And yep. now I know it is. And that's great. I want to go to UA. 100%. <laughs> How do yeah. I apply? Exactly. I really enjoyed the Karate Kid style uh, training montage in the third episode. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I again I have mentioned you know that specific you know kind of idea, but I think that you know again I think that you know because of you know the creators you know love of American cinema, this is clearly you know there's inspiration again. It might be Karate Kid, it might be Rocky, it might be you know you know even even you know basketball or dodgeball even you know for all we know we don't we don't know we don't know what the what the limits of of the inspiration could be because because again you know there's a lot of different um more classic versus more modern you know kind of you know you know montages like that but again and again i think like you know you know this thematically you know there so much goes into you know well why is why is deco doing this why is all might doing this why is you know you know so inside doing this and there's a lot of thought process put into that. And I think that, the, you know, I really think that, you know, there's, you know, the first season I think for me is, is extremely strong and there's, and, and most of, most of the subject pieces are pretty strong as well. Some, there's some, some episodes here and there. I wasn't the biggest fan of here. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm well, I'm kind of all caught up right now. Um, but I think that there's a lot, you know, that this, that this can bring to the table. And I think, again, it has a broad appeal, I think through a lot of people that, you know, that might, you know, you're not looking for, you know, you know, this, this kind of, you know, type of anime or that type of anime, this kind of, you know, a lot of people can rally around this, regardless if you're into, you know, any subgenre of anime, which I love. I, I think this was good for a good show for you to recommend for someone like me, who's hasn't really watched a lot of anime and to, I especially like, series. Yeah. Like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this is a good, like you know, entryway into it. Um, and yeah, Dan, thank you for recommending this because I definitely would not have chosen to watch this show, uh, but I I did enjoy it. And like I said, I think I was starting to get more accustomed to the uh, animation style by the end. So uh, yeah. similar to what Nyan said, I think I would consider continuing on with this show. Maybe not right away, but something I do. I am interested in seeing how it develops. Yeah, but but I, I'm glad that you know both of you both of you decided to just you know to check out the dub as a you know as part of the dark style as we now we're calling it now. Um, yeah, and I think that and it's, I'm great. I'm glad you, you that that you're enjoying the dub. I mean, because again, you know, and I don't watch dubs all the time, but you know, I think that you know, uh, it 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 is for some people that they people like to be able to focus more on the animation, on the action, so to speak, is not having to look at those subtitles or going or scanning back and forth is incredibly helpful for a lot of people. So I, I'm glad that, you know, that there is a, a, an appreciation of that, you know, and I think, like, I guess it, I, I personally thought that the dub uh, for this was, 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 was pretty well done. And so um, I'm glad that you, you agree. Yeah, I think they did do a good job and it looked like the, the movements of the characters mouths matched up pretty well. With yeah, the, that's that's good. It's good ADR work for sure. Yeah. Yes, exactly. All right. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm probably just going to keep watching it to at least find out whether or not All Might runs for governor of Texas, <laughs> or possibly mayor of Detroit. Any place well, he, he smashes, he like already. A, he already. Oh, he already. I mean, unfortunately, you know, uh, he already said he's not running. Unfortunately, so. But, but yeah, but, I would like to see what uh, different city or uh, place names he uses for smashes in the future. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose again, it's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a kind of a, of a Marvel play in there. Obviously, Hulk smash and whatnot. So yeah, it's always good like that. So in closing, uh, I think we could all all say plus ultra. That's definitely what I thought. Hey everyone, so this is Scott, and I'm ready to do my next pitch. And for Dan and Nyan, I just have one uh, thing to say to you guys. There's only one thing left to do. You know what it is. I literally have no idea what you're talking about. Ah, and you're oh, man. With... <laughs> wow, you're... 
Where in the world is? Yes, close I'm, enough. I'm not doing your pitch for you. <laughs> you're literally supposed to, the, the bare minimum you need to do is tell us what the name of the show is. And now you're making us do that. <laughs> this is supposed to be a clever oh, lead so into that, but go. apparently uh, it's been a while since you watched the uh, game show version of this. You're supposed to say, do it, Rockapella. <laughs> yes. No. Okay, maybe oh, that's you. No, you need to say the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do the bare minimum. <laughs> so, uh, okay, the show I am pitching is Carmen San Diego. Uh, and uh, people of a certain age, and primarily around our age, will likely have fond memories of the game show version of this, which w- aired in the early to mid 90s on PBS. Uh, yeah. But, of course, uh, the Carmen Sandiego lore, I guess you could say, started with some computer games uh, going way, way, way back in the day. Um, and there was a series of computer games uh, about this nefarious and mysterious uh, uh, thief called Carmen Sandiego. And throughout the games, you would solve clues about where either where her henchmen have most recently been and then you would go from place to place and capture the henchmen. And then if you got far enough in the game, at the very end, you would capture the elusive Carmen San Diego at the very end. And there was a, maybe like five or six different versions of the game from like where in the world is Carmen San Diego, uh, where in the USA, where in time, and a couple other ones as well. And then they they turned that into a game show for kids that was on PBS, as I mentioned. And we're, again, the focus was on learning about different places around the world, learning geography and different aspects of uh, cultures from variety of regions or uh, countries all over the world. And I guess that's kind of what piqued my interest because I've always been interested in learning about that. In fact, that's kind of what I do for a living now. And there was also apparently, and I did not really remember this, there was a short-lived animated series in the mid-90s called Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego? And uh, I did not know that existed, or at least I forgot about it until I started watching this new version of the show. And I mention it only because some aspects of the series that I'm going to be speaking about now uh, that I'm recommending that you watch originate from that uh, cartoon series from the mid-90s, which uh, I was able to go back. It's available on some streaming services, if you are interested in kind of uh, getting some background on that, uh, primarily it is on the service Tubi, which I believe is a free uh, streaming uh, ch- channel, and they have the entire series. And I watched a couple episodes. It's really strange, and, but it it provides some of the foundation for some of the characters on this series, the one that I'm actually talking about now and wanting you guys to watch, which is the very recent animated series called, and it's simply called Carmen San Diego. It premiered on Netflix in 2019. There have been four seasons so far, and I believe wow. it is still an ongoing show. They uh, the fourth season of it or premiered uh, was released early early in 2021, but I believe the show is still active. Uh, and of course, I was drawn to this by just. Uh, the uh, the memories I have of playing the computer games and also watching the game show version. So then when I read that they were creating a new version of Carmen Sandiego, I was, that was enough to get me to, to start watching it. And then I was very impressed with how really cool of a show this is. And I hope you guys will think the same thing. Uh, I don't yeah. want to give too much away Uh, at this point, but basically in the computer games and in the, in the game show as well, Carmen Sandiego is the main villain is like the, the head of this evil group of criminals and thieves. And she's always, she's the mastermind behind all of the stuff that happens. This show takes just kind of turns that uh, concept on its head and actually makes Carmen Sandiego the main character and not necessarily a villain. 
So it really just takes a lot of, similar to DuckTales, the, a show that I pitched a while ago, which the new version of the um, animated show DuckTales, which used the previous version of that show as, as a basis, like as a foundation, but then took it in a very kind of different direction, which was fresh and really uh, unique and, and enjoyable, that this does, uh, that this version of Carmen Sandiego does that as well. It makes her the focal point as opposed to just this mysterious kind of shady person you don't know too much about. You just know that you're eventually going to get to her uh, in the game. But in this one, it actually goes into her backstory and how she became Carmen Sandiego. Uh, it also does, if you uh, recall from the uh, from the previous versions, she has a very signature look, which is a red trench coat uh, with a red fedora hat. That's kind of her thing. And it tells you how she came to uh, acquire that or how she do, uh, chose that as her... Uh, main main look and it is about her uh kind of going and very going all over the world in different places and each episode for each place that she goes to it tells you a little bit about that place and some of the and main points it is ostensibly a children's uh animated show but i think there's still a lot of just it, it has really good stories it does a really cool animation style and Dan, now that you had us watch uh, My Hero Academia, I can definitely see that there are some anime influences on in the animation here. Fascinating. Yeah, uh, which I think is, is really cool. It's, it's kind of not quite to the level of anime from the show that we watched. It's also not quite traditional American animation. It's kind of somewhere in the middle, um, but I think it has a really cool look, some great uh, stories and great plots. Some of them are kind of continuing over time and some of them are wrapped up like within each episode. And uh, it still it will also kind of teach you some things about some of the places that she goes to. The voice of Carmen is Gina Rodriguez uh, of Jane the Virgin. Uh, she was oh, the yeah. Yeah. As well as quite a few other things. And so the other kind of main somewhat famous uh, voice that they got for this is uh, Finn Wolfhard, who is in Stranger oh. Things. Oh, the Stranger Things, yeah. <laughs> yes. And Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes, that's right, yeah. So he does a voice in this as well. And the some of the other characters, like I said, originated from that animated series in the 90s, but they've kind of reworked them a little bit. Uh, and yeah, so it really tries to kind of g provide a lot more detail and kind of understanding of why she became this master criminal uh, and master thief and also about different people who are trying to catch her, of course. And while it does not feature Rockapella, sadly, at least not Aww. yet, that I've seen, that it still has some great, um, some of the great puns and like jokes that were in the um, the game show that uh, that a lot of people really uh, uh, people of of our generation I think a lot of people or almost everyone I know watched it when it was originally on and you can watch episodes of the game show on YouTube FYI if you're interested in that oh that's uh, good to know so yeah so it was similar it it provided something that I was familiar with but took it in a completely new and different direction and I. I think it's a really enjoyable show. Yeah. So it, it sounds like to me, like, I mean, and, and, and like, you know, so I think that like, w w a lot of people, like, kind of have a uh, uh, a struggle with sometimes, like, because they'll say, oh, we you know this is totally a nostalgia play, obviously. I mean, um, but it sounds like that they've adapted it to kind of the more modern mindset. So it's not just a, it's not just a, a new take for a new take's sake. It sounds like they're really trying to take the original various different points of the IP and really kind of bring a, a modern twist to it that the, like I said, that will appreciate that the nostalgic and the, or the adults and, and most of ourselves appreciate, but it sounds like it will still be accessible to the original intended audience. Is that, is that right? Yes, I think so. Yes. Neat. Yeah. 
And so I think it is reaching out kind of, excuse me, I think it is reaching out to people who are familiar with the property from uh, years past and also trying to make it into a show that does try, th that tries to draw in new uh, younger viewers as well with some of the action scenes and the, the animation style, I think, and also continuing with the educational, uh, like, excuse me, continuing with the educational purpose of the original games and the, the game show from PBS. Uh, whereas, so it maintains that focus, but in a new and just really fun way. I mean, I have to say that I mean it is really intriguing. They're they're kind of you know doubling back on, um, and really kind of explaining some of the, some of these. I, I would I feel unanswered questions from the previous uh, uh, versions of the IP, and, and, and I'm glad that they're, you know, I mean, do you think that uh, again? I obviously didn't enjoy all the different versions that existed out there. I, didn't, I did not actually play the video games myself, um, but I, I mean, do you think that? Uh, uh, given the episodes you're going to recommend uh, that we watch, I'm assuming it's the first couple. Um, um, that that um, do people who have that track record of watch of having been involved with or watched everything, it, will they gain extra insight or Easter eggs that might people other people might not? I think so. Yes, especially if you watch the the game show. Mm. Uh, were the and basically in terms of the names of some of the henchmen in the game show, which were some pretty bad and therefore pretty funny uh, pun names, so it carries that through, and and some of the other aspects of the uh, of the game show, which I will leave for you guys to discover. Well, you know uh, the pun names are all right up my alley, <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Uh, and uh, Dan, remember these were computer games. This is even before video game systems or at least then like maybe atari was around but uh these right. were really this is like you, know, you have to, you basically have to put in the, the boot disc and then yes. when it tells you can you put in disc one and then when you're done with disc one you have to put in disc two yep at least and th this uh will show i uh th i was gonna say this will definitely give you an idea of the era that these games are from i sort of somewhat remember that i it uh, these games are available on floppy disks. Correct. Yeah, and that's how at least I played some of some different versions of this. Yeah, they were. I played them. I played a bunch of them on the Commodore sixty four. Um, no. Oh, nice. Yeah, that, so it was kind of available at the same time as uh, the eight bit Nintendo had come around. So it wasn't totally outside the realm of um, of the console era, beginning of the console era, but. I mean, just it, it was primarily on. You, you get a, a box with a, a massively thick book, usually Fodder's Guide. Um, that's yes. the way I first encountered the Fodder's yeah. Guide because I I definitely played uh, Where in the USA, Where in the World, and I played Where in Time. Thanks, thank you, Broderbund Software. That that game was <laughs> amazing. Wow. That's how that's how I that know what back. that's how I know what both Spelunking and Bat Guano are <laughs> just because because of Carmen San Diego. So. And I haven't, I mean, I, another weird connection to this entire franchise is the fact I briefly dated a girl who was on the game show. Oh, so, no way. That's yeah. There, there was, there was an episode she was on one of the episodes, but we, she did pretty we're well. Gonna to, we're going we're gonna to find the episode on YouTube now, man. <laughs> I guess we'll have to look that up. But, but yeah, no, they, it, the show, the, the series itself, and uh, as far as the video games go, were, were definitely a big part of my growing up. I, I love, like I just learned a lot of random things from that, from uh, she got for starting off with geography and then going on to you know history with the with the wear and time edition. So I'm kind of but it, and I'd watched the game show a bit um, certainly when, when it was out and then uh, then proceeded to date someone who was on the show. So clearly I had a fixation and ultimately, but I guess so. Is your is your pitch that we should for those who uh, folks who've been with it before are going to see something they've seen before? and now watch with their kids is this, is this something you should you you're primarily going to watch because you have kids you want to expose yourself to or you're watching it as an adult individually like that because most folks I, I put most folks who remember the, all, all the Carmen San Diego stuff and probably you know late 30s early 40s late 40s yeah I think at least my initial uh 
initially I wanted to give it a, a try because of the uh, playing the games as a kid and then you know watching the the game show. But then I similarly to DuckTales, I just discovered that it's a really fun, interesting, cool show to watch just as an adult, even if you have don't have the background of having watched the previous iterations of it. And, and and that's and that's kind of what's neat about some shows out there in, in that you know Ducktales, like you mentioned, and, and there's a number of other kind of more um, modern takes. I mean, there again, you look at like uh, you know IP like say My Little Pony. You know, the like the new My Little Pony is obviously there's a tremendous amount of people who watch that show that are clearly not in the original intended demographic, and there's a lot of you know you know, uh, subtext and pop culture references all over that stuff. You know, I, I, I'm not a brony myself, but, you know, I think that, you know, I, it, 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 I feel like that this is going to bring you a little bit more of a learning slash intellectual bent as opposed to just a pop culture meme-based bent. So, I, I, The brony example is concerns me because that, the way that went down on, for, like, in terms of the implications of 4chan and how that how the brony culture became really, really problematic. I hope that doesn't happen with San Diego, Carmen San Diego as well. Uh, that would be heartbreaking for sure, and I, I, I don't think that's very. I, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't, again, somebody tells me that just, just topically, that it's not going to get to that point. I don't. I mean, they, she runs an organization called Vile. It's all about stealing stuff, essentially, just thievery on mass mass scale. Uh, and and now that we're we're turning it around, and she's now being humanized and not seen as, as just a criminal who you're desperately trying to catch while also learning geography. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you, you um, hit kind of described it pretty well. And so basically instead of working through different criminals to eventually get to Carmen San Diego, which is basically how the computer games worked. It's, it starts with her basically. And the 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 good guys, so to speak, the acne agents who are chasing after her, kind of take on the opposite role. And you're they're chasing they they are chasing after her, but I guess you're supposed to view this as there there are legitimate reasons why Carmen San Diego is is uh, trying to steal all these things, and um, that yeah, and basically it does try to humanize her and just uh, take uh, look, look at this character from a completely different perspective. I mean, I mean, again, you know, there are a lot of, you know, uh, attempts of humanization of, you know, various different thieves. I mean, you think about, you know, Netflix's Lupin. It's um, exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. So, I mean, you think about that, you think about, um, you, you think about, you know, criminal criminalization as well. You think about, you know, Harrison Ford's portrayal, uh, you know, uh, you know, as a fugitive, you think about, uh, you know, other, you know, misunderstood criminals, basically, even so, you know, there's been, there's been so many of them, you know, you know, it's funny, because Lupin was a, a Netflix show, I guess, maybe it was, um, I know it was a French production, maybe there was, it was broadcast locally, also on Netflix, right, Scott? It is, yes. So I've got just this weird, weird concern that Netflix might just be trying to raise a generation of art thieves. Yeah. I mean, is, that, know, is, that, is that outside the realm of possibility that Netflix is literally just trying to teach people that it's okay to steal very famous things? That, you know, Nyan, you might be onto something because there's also that new movie with uh, Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot, and oh, right. um, Ryan Reynolds. Is that about art thievery as well? I think so, yeah. It, it is. It is. There. It's the number one and number two thief in the world being chased by the uh, the kind of Interpol, if you will. Oh, yeah. No, Netflix is definitely trying to create an entire generation of international art thieves. There's no doubt in my mind now. That's all you well, needed was three examples. And, and, and for and for and right. for the record, you know, you, you know, uh, uh, airing on IMDb TV right now is the um, the sequel series to the original Leverage series that was on TNT. Leverage Redemption, uh, and, and again about a bunch of former criminals who bound together to basically do good. So again, I, I feel like the, the genre is like this, or the sub sub focus or whatnot is definitely ripe everywhere. But I think, like you said, I feel like Netflix is the hotbed for sure. 
and then uh, <laughs> I, I think the they there. now need to work on doing a reboot of uh, the Thomas Crown Affair. I think maybe they should just stop telling people to steal art. I think this goes all the way up to Reed Hastings. I don't know why you would encourage more crimes. That's just making yourself an accessory, Scott. That's 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 a, that's a bad idea. Well, you know, I guess I'm just been influenced by some of these cool uh, show TV shows that they have on. I'm concerned that you're. It's just so easy to convince you to do crimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, again, you, and it's funny because usually the only crimes we commit are word crimes. So that's true. <laughs> we do have to watch out for that. That is true. So yes, I'm going to recommend that you watch the these, these episodes are half an hour each. So uh, the first two, which are the which are called Becoming Carmen San Diego, which I think establishes a lot of the background, which is pretty important. The third episode is called The Sticky Rice Caper. Ooh. So episodes one through three, and then. For the fourth one, I thought it might be uh, cool to jump ahead a little bit and watch an episode from later in the first season, but just one that was really fun and I think has a really cool uh, animation in it is episode seven called The Chasing Paper Caper. Ooh, and it rhymes. Yes. And yeah, I will be very interested to hear uh, both of your takes on, on the show, both if it brings back, you know, some memories or uh, of watching the game show or, or uh, playing the games and what you think of this show on its own. Yeah. 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 And, and, and if nothing else, you know, in, in, in my head, I'm just going to think, I just keep thinking of the best part of waking up. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I have to throw a little rock in there. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. I was just saying, Nyan, uh, go back and listen to the Rockapella song from the the game show. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I'm just I, what I'm going to do is go on record as saying I don't think people should commit crimes, at, or and especially not stealing art or famous famous monuments. I just want to make sure that is clearly recorded in this podcast. Yes. I do not endorse. This. Yes, yes, yeah. The, 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 Scott seems the, to be okay with it, though. You guys, so it's. It, that's yeah, yeah, the, the Watch for KP applies. It's not no any way condoned the, the, the theft of art or any other. <laughs> yeah. well, well, watching it on screen is certainly something I enjoy. Fictional only. Yes. Yes. Gate, gateway drug. <laughs> it might be. It might be gateway. <laughs> well, I, 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 and, and again, you remember in the end, if, if if Carmen is you know truly you know you know as much of a human as the rest of them, she may all. Steal our hearts. Aww. Well, we tried. That brings us to the end of another episode of the Watch OK Please podcast. Please join us next week for another exercise in futility. In the meantime, please rate and review us on iTunes. Or if you didn't listen to a, to this on iTunes, please complain about us on your social media platform of choice. Good night, everybody. <laughs>